Welcome to the Electrician's Co-op. I'm your host, Jamie Small. And I'm Rob Brass. Today on the show, it's just Jamie and I, and we're going to be talking about what you can do while you're in lockdown and while construction is in a little bit of a hiatus here in New South Wales. And if you're tuning in from elsewhere in Australia or the world, you'll get some ideas here too. Let's get started. G'day, Rob. How are you? G'day, Jamie. Pretty well, mate. I'm uh, enjoying the podcast schedule that we've got happening here in this lockdown faced in New South Wales. There's lots going on, mate. Lots more to record and I'm excited by it today. Yeah, we've got to do something to keep us busy. So um, I'm really enjoying this and we can do this during the lockdown. So um, bring it on, I reckon. It's like you think I've got nothing else to do with my life except record podcasts with you, pal. Every time I rock up, you're sitting on your bum. I just look at your seat over there and there's a big ass crack mark <laughs> on the centre of the seat up there. Literally is, man. There's no joke. I've been sitting there since 7 o'clock this morning. I had a little break before, went for a walk, did a bit of exercise. There was, wasn't many people around, actually. It was a bit uh, it's a bit surreal, man, the whole city locked down the way that it is. I'm sure that there's plenty of people listening to this right now, tuning in, feeling the same way about it all, and it's a, it's a pretty shit circumstance. Yeah, it is. Well, I live out at Cornell and there's police patrolling, making sure that everyone's inside or wearing a mask. And if you do go and get a coffee, you're maintaining social distancing and all that sort of stuff. So it's testing times, but I think there's it's also a really good opportunity to get on top of a lot of things, which we'll talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a really good idea that you had to create a podcast like this. So we'll record this and get this out today as well as uh, one of an episode. One of many episodes we'll be recording over the next couple of weeks. I wanted to talk about I want to kick it off here and talk a little bit about adversity because uh, this lockdown is, this one now that we're facing is particularly challenging because we all thought that this lockdown business was finished, but here we are again going through it all and it seems just ridiculous and it seems unnecessary and there's a whole lot of backlash and political things that are happening, but the reality is we're, we're stuck with it. We've got to deal with it. Uh, but it is an adverse situation. How do you handle adversity? I'd love to get your take on that. Yeah, well, I suppose I was like all the other sparkies out there listening thought the construction industry was immune to it. Um, we were needed, we were essential service, so we could continue work no matter what. So to be sprung on us, you know, last week or whenever it was when we were told we can't work, everyone was like, holy moly, you know what I mean? And I know that I'm pretty sure actually that the construction industry has one of the highest rates of suicide. So I think it's concerning because guys are guys and girls are so used to going to work using their hands and to be stuck at home and if you don't have the luxury of having stuff to do at home you know i think you're gonna go bonkers so i think you really need to find something to do yeah it's one thing to take a little break and have a holiday and try and see the bright side of things like that but if it's enforced and you're not in a financial position to take that break or it's caused all sorts of other problems in your life then i think that adversity can just be amplified a little bit more than it should be. For me personally, I've faced a lot of adversity in my life in many different aspects, like all people. Adversity is part of the human experience. And as I get a little bit older, a bit wiser, and maybe, maybe I don't know, more mature, I'm not sure about that, but I find that adversity is my advantage, yeah. actually, because I've been through a lot of difficult circumstances in my life. So I actually 
know how I'm going to react. And when you go through something that's really hard in your life, that becomes a reference point for you. Have you ever been, have you ever been to Tony Robbins and walked on hot coals? Yeah. Yeah. Have you done that? I, I've done it. Yeah. Was that a reference point for you? Because that's the idea of that. If you can uh, overcome that. I then- often talk about that with my children and whenever having a fire pit at home, the kids always say to me, would you walk in the fire right now? I'm like, there's absolutely no way I would walk in the fire because um, as you would know, Tony Robbins prepares you from 7 a.m. and you, uh, is it 9 a.m. and they do yes. it at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, like, like the whole day. Just the whole day of preparing your mind for it. So, um, I, you know, I suppose when you know you can do stuff like that, I always look at times like this and go, well, rather than looking back on this and going, poor me, I want to look back on this and going, you know what, this has made me who I am today. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's a really good opportunity to sort of, like we'll speak about today, um, use it to your advantage rather than look back and go, poor me, COVID got hold of me, you know what I mean? One of the things that I'd like to remind listeners about as well and, and share a message with uh, with you all is that I, I have a client, uh, she's in Malaysia, and really bad stuff going on over there. And the negative news media coming at her thick and fast like you wouldn't believe. And they're having like 10,000 cases a day. Um, The other day on, what's today? Tuesday, yesterday, when I spoke to her, she said there was 157 people that had died from COVID. And so this all, she was really down. Her energy was really low. And this, she's facing this adversity like you wouldn't believe. And she's usually a pretty resilient sort of character and has been through a lot in her life. You know, she's divorced. She's lost a couple of kids who actually passed away. So she's been through a lot more than most, but this was like really dragging her down. And in a couple of weeks previous, the numbers were the same. There were 10,000 cases a day. There's a bunch of people that were passing away because of COVID and she was handling it okay. And I said to her, what happened? What's the difference? And in Malaysia, what she said was happening was they're just not as accommodating as what they are here in Australia. And if you can't pay your rent, get out. And there's literally people on the streets starving. Really? And she saw that with her own eyes. And she's such a compassionate person. And I think most people are when you see people that are struggling like that. You know, you see a homeless person on the street or you see someone that needs a hand, you reach down and do what you can to help. If you can help, you help. And if you can't, well, you just can't. You know, that's Mm -hmm. kind of life. But I think most people and most people listening would agree that if you can reach out and help someone, you, you should. But she just was so overwhelmed by the scale of what she was seeing with these families on the street with people actually starving, actually hungry. And in Malaysia, she was telling me that they put out a like a white sheet, like a white flag, and that kind of indicates that, hey, we've got no food. If you've got some something to spare, can you please spare it with us? And I said to her, you know, what are you doing to kind of overcome that yourself? How are you handling that? Because it was really getting her down. And she said, I, I don't know, what, what can you suggest? And I said, well, what you got to do is focus on your little ecosystem and concentrate on the people that you can help. And who are the people that are closest to you that you care about? Are they okay? Yeah, they're okay. All right. So once you know the people in your immediate vicinity are all good, then maybe you can start thinking about those things, but try not to get overwhelmed by the giant scale of this problem that is here, because the reality is we got it pretty good here in Australia and we're okay. People are not starving. There's no white flags or white sheets waving in the street and people are not homeless like they are in Malaysia. So we're okay. We're going to be okay. Yeah. Well, I think back to the news and I think it's important to be aware of what's going on in the world, but not bombarded with on the radio, on the TV, no matter where you look or where you listen, there's just COVID this, COVID that. It's trying to scare you. Well, they've got an agenda. Yeah, well, I, I totally agree with that, and I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist or whatever like to say, but 
at the end of the day, whatever happens on the news generally dictates what goes on in our life. So we have to accept it. Um, and like you said, providing your ecosystem has got positive people within it. You know, I think you can have you can come out the other side of this even better than what you started the way you started. Well, that's where I say adversity is my advantage. I've never been through a pandemic before or lockdowns or anything like this before, but I have done some pretty hard things in my life. Uh, in the military, particularly in the Navy, you go on a warship and you get locked down on a warship for four or five weeks at a time. It's kind of like living in this little apartment that we're in, you know, you kind of got one bed to sleep in. There's one kitchen or mess deck that you go to to eat in. You go to the same chair and sit in the same chair and do your job day in, day out. And I can remember being at sea for four or five weeks at a time, being on operations in defense watches, 12 hours on, 12 hours off. It's relentless. It's really, really hard. And there's plenty of people out there that have done plenty of things that are way harder than that. You know, that's a job. You're getting paid to do that. And actually, I quite enjoyed it. It It's actually a really good experience. I just try and make the most of a circumstance when I face adversity like that. If it's not really getting me down emotionally, like it was getting my client down emotionally, then what I do is I I look at it and see where the opportunities lie. Mm. And that's what we want to talk about to you here today, ladies and gentlemen, is about the opportunities. And The first one is momentum. Jamie and I have got a little list here that we've written down about things that you can do while we're locked down in this ridiculous pause and construction here in New South Wales. And I love the idea of momentum because we all have that in our lives. And this is your opportunity right now, use adversity as your opportunity to maybe pivot a little bit and to try and get a bit of momentum in that new direction that you've been wanting to take in your life, or maybe to amplify the momentum that you've already got by focusing in on what's happening for you. What about you, Jamie? What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I think it's an amazing opportunity to sort of sit back and look at your business from the outside and go look at where you can improve it. Um, Yeah, it's an opportunity to spend time with your friends and family. I think the big thing is not lose momentum because it's so hard to get the momentum going. And what I mean by that is if you've got a morning routine, stick to it, still get up early. You know, I've still been getting in my work uniform, you know, doing my paperwork. I'm trying to film by myself a promo video. (laughs) That's difficult. A promo video dragging the (laughs) tripod around the backyard trying to get some stupid videos and some uh, educational videos. But losing momentum, I think you really need to keep the momentum going don't get up late you know have what you usually have for breakfast get in your work uniform to you know sit in front of your laptop it's an opportunity to pick up the phone and speak to your customers i think that's a really good one stay fit and healthy obviously spend time with your friends and family eat well and look at your business and you know like you said you can pivot and sort of plan for if this happens again you're gonna you can sort of be ready pick up the phone ring your guys make sure they're okay um but you know there's there's tons of things you can do rather than just sit on your backside, think, poor me, you know, I'm going to be at one of those other casu- uh, casualties of COVID. Yeah, my business is going to suffer. I want to bounce back and be better. What would you say, Jamie, to the employees that are out there listening to this going, oh, well, it's easy for you guys. You guys have got businesses and you've got something to do. You've got something to work on. I'm just kind of being sidelined. I've been benched and there's nothing that I can do. I don't have a business. I don't have anything like that. I'm not looking to try and do anything like that. I just want to go back to work so I can get paid. Well, exercise, diet, friends and family, you know, you can spend a lot more time doing that. You can learn something. You can do an online course. You can pick up a book and read, read something new or, you know, start a side hustle. You can do all sorts of things. You can sell stuff online if you want through eBay or Amazon, whatever it might be. might be an opportunity to sort of learn something new. 
Um, there's so much opportunity out there, and I think it's important in this testing time to be looking for it. Take the blinkers off and be looking for those opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. And it's all a matter of perspective, right? Uh, it can be a woe is me, shitty circumstance if you allow it to be. And I, I, you know, if you're feeling like that, if you're listening to this and you're feeling a bit down about all of this as a business owner or as an employee or somebody in the construction industry, I think it's really important that you allow yourself to feel that. Mm. Don't don't think, oh, I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling sad about that. I shouldn't be like that. I should be trying to be happy about this. It's a shit circumstance. It's terrible. It's not nice for anybody. And I think it's important that you acknowledge how you feel, but I also think it's equally important that you don't dwell there. Yeah, you can't mask it, that's for sure. Um, and I'll give you an example. At my day, for example, I set my alarm for 4.55 this morning, got up, put my, iPod, uh, my AirPods in, went for a walk on the beach, come back, had breakfast with the family, made them bacon and eggs for the kids, and we sort of sat down for a little bit, ate together. Then we went as a family into the sauna, had a sauna, did some plunge pooling with my wife, come back inside, did some homeschooling. I was on the computer, so we're all sitting at the table together. The two kids were doing the homeschooling. My wife was helping them, and I was on my laptop working. Nice. And um, after that, you know, I played a bit of footy with the kids. Um, my rower that I just ordered arrived, so I did 20 minutes on the rower, and now we're here, you know, so – we're going to do two podcasts. So really, honestly, I don't want to look back and go, I wasted one moment. Yeah, you definitely yeah. haven't wasted a moment yeah. today. And I'm really – and I love doing this. You know, it's great to be doing this with you, Rob. And I suppose if we can be sort of helping people by sharing our experiences and our guest experiences, it's it's uplifting and motivating. Yeah, you got to plug into something. There's plenty of podcasts that you can listen to, some audio books, and to keep yourself uh, – Keep your mind occupied with those sorts of things as well. I think one of the really important things that you can work on while you've got a little bit of downtime, I find myself just going from to do, to do, to do, to do in my day-to-day activity of what I'm doing. And I've got a to-do list that just never ends. As soon as I, I, scri- I strike off three or four of them, three or four more appear there for whatever reason. But if you f- suddenly find yourself with the opportunity with a little bit of extra time that's something that you can use to investigate systems to make you more productive when you go back to work. We had a good conversation yesterday with uh, Ryan Stoddart from Stoddart Electrical, and he was talking about how he's a little bit of a sadist, really. He loved to be really ultra busy when he was up to his eyeballs in work and he was going from one job to the next. And he kind of took, he took pleasure in how busy he actually was. And I think that's fine, but I'm sure if Ryan had a spare couple of weeks where he had enforced rest like you guys here in New South Wales are facing, that he'd use that time to work out some better, more efficient Mm -hmm. systems, which would enable him to increase his productivity. So my question to the audience is, what systems are you working on? Is there some other piece of software that you can investigate while you've got this little bit of time to overlay into your business? Is it a, a job management software? Is it some CRM? Is it some accounting software? Is there something that you've been, you've had on the back burner where you go, oh, I've got to get back to that. I've got a folder on my uh, on my desktop in my browser and it's called follow-up. And every time I come up against something, a new piece of software, a new tool, something that's interesting to me, I don't look at it straight away. What I do is I go follow up and I go back to that later. And I've carved out an hour each week to go back through that folder and to look at those things. And if they're no good, I just delete them. I delete the bookmarks and I go back and look at those things. And if it's worth investigating, I stop and I spend an hour investigating that particular thing. So I give myself the space and time to do that because I have to manage my time carefully because otherwise I just end up sitting 
sitting at that desk all day doing busy work, but not really actually getting anything yeah. done. Are you doing anything with your systems? Are you looking at that? Or if you've got it pretty dialed in, is there something you can refine? No, I think we got service, mate. We've got an um, office assistant, Fiona, who looks after all that sort of stuff. So I suppose what I'm doing, I was, I'm speaking quite closely with my accountant about obviously the benefits for, or not the benefits, the, what do you call it from the government? What do you call those? The, the handout. The, hand- <laughs> <laughs> the free money. I don't want to call it the handout. But yeah, the free money from ScoMo. <laughs> yeah, like the handout. I want to make sure all the boys are getting their handout from the government, you know yep. what I mean? Because it is testing time. And if money isn't coming into the bank, you can't be expected to pay people. And mm. I sort of said to one of the boys the other day, I'm like, I want to be generous to you guys. I want to make sure you know, you've got money coming in. But at the end of the day, I need to make sure or I need to be conscious that when you come back to work, there's still a thriving business. So with all due respect, I'm not your parent. Um, and if you need something, I'll be obviously there for you. But you want to be able to ring your parent if you need money before you ask money from me. But I'm obviously there for them no matter course, what. Yeah. And if that sort of falls through with their parent, I'm obviously there. But I mean, I'm sort of working on more of my marketing, sort of going through all my Google stuff, going through my Instagram stuff, trying to fine tune it. I just want to make sure like I've got my my morning routine dialed in and, you know, staying in touch with the boys. And at the end of the day, like – We've got enough, all our work that was booked in for the next two weeks is going to overlay into the following two weeks after the COVID lockdown finishes. So there's plenty going on. So I'm not looking for additional work. I suppose I'm just sort of sitting back and, you know, doing my exercise, spending time with the family, you know, doing as much podcasting as we can, trying to, you know, keep, make sure people stay on the right track so that when they come back, they come back a better business and look back and go, wow, that was character building. It will make me more resilient now. Yeah, it's important to have that frame of mind and that perspective. And I love your optimism, man, because so many people out there are in that negative camp and it's just so easy to fall into that negative camp. And maybe one thing that I can suggest out there, if you're feeling a little bit shitty about it and it does feel negative because it off, it feels really negative to me and I'm not in the construction industry, I'm doing this podcast with you and just getting it from you and understanding what's happening. But as I walk around Cronulla here, I just don't see any people around. I see the shops closed. There's a four lease sign on every second shop like that. That's, it's bad. Mm. It's, it's negative. But what I prefer to focus on is what I can control. Yeah. And I think people that are successful in life, they understand that they can't control those external factors. And the first thing that I can control is my emotions to things as well. One of the really interesting things that was happening to, to my client in Malaysia is she was getting really worked up about all of these things. And I wanted to raise that here because there's a lot of physiology that's happening in these negative times. You, you're being bombarded by this negative media. You can't go to work. These ridiculous rules that don't even exist in North Korea are implied upon us and you have to comply. There's no, you've got no choice. You have to do it. And one of the things that was happening to her, she said to me, she felt this really heavy pressure in her chest and then in her solar plexus and in her tummy and stuff as well. And I said to her, put your hands on your hips. So everyone listening, put your hand, put your hands on your hips and then lift your hands up as high as they'll go. So they're almost up under your arms. That's where your kidneys are, right? Yeah. And where your kidneys are, on top of your kidneys, that's where your adrenal glands are. So when she was out and she saw all these homeless people and all of this negative stuff that was happening to her, she's having this adrenal reaction to her that's making her feel really awful. She's, her physiology is making her feel awful. And then she doesn't feel quite right. And then that takes over into her brain and her brain and her physiology. And these two things are happening together. 
It's no wonder she's feeling like crap. Mm. No wonder she's like in tears when she's talking to me and stuff. And I want people out there to understand that this negative negativity that's coming at you, even though nothing physical is happening to you, you are yet. having- no, a, yet. That's that's. I don't, I don't agree with that. You're I having think, a physical yeah, reaction yeah, to you it. you are. You are. That's, that's where I'm going. This over, over time, this stress and this- people that are scared about what's going on. That's what I mean neg- with the yeah. adrenal reaction, has right? Has a negative impact on your life. Massive, man. Yeah. Massive. And and that's what I'm that's kind of where I'm going is yeah. to say that if you think that all this negativity doesn't affect you yeah. physically because I'm not attacking you physically yeah. trying to punch or kick you or yeah. stab you or something. It's a slow burn. You're wrong, man. Yeah, yeah. it's really affects you. Yeah, they'll chip away at you and you know that's why I think it's important. Yeah, you need to be aware of what's going on in the news, but you don't need to be listening to it all day. You know, there's so much more positive stuff that you can be listening to, you know, put on a podcast, listen to the co-op, listen to something motivation, motivating. And someone said to me the other day, they they sent me a text going, can you send me a few authors and people that you listen to on audiobooks? I'm like, well, more often than not, I'm on YouTube just listening to stuff that's for free through Anthony Robbins, Brian Tracy, you know, um, all those successful guys. Um, Impact Theory is a brilliant one to listen to. Tommy Bill Yu. Yeah. Bill, is it Bill Yu? Yeah. Tommy Bill Yu. Bayou, you, Bill Yu. Yeah, yeah. Close <laughs> enough. Impact Theory, if, yeah. you're, if you're out there and you want to have a uh, listen to a really good interview, he uh, interviews successful people. And uh, even, you know, overnight, you know, rather than turning on a murder mystery or a drama or something like that, you know, go through your phone and type in, inspiring movie and watch something inspiring rather than something deflating. I think that's really important. Yeah. You know, it's just the norm that we're exposed to sex and violence and all of those things. And when you're in a negative circumstance, like we are now type in some comedy on Netflix, watch something funny, some slapstick that makes you laugh and try and lighten the mood a little bit. You know, if you, if you're having a hard time, and there's no one to call, you can always give Jamie and I a call. Reach yeah, out to us. Yeah. Yeah, and, and more often than not, when you pick up the phone and speak to someone, it's enlightening knowing someone's going through the same thing because you kind of think sometimes, oh, it's just me, poor me. But when you pick up the phone, like some of my mates have done, oh, I'm feeling this. I'm like, well, so am I. And it makes you feel good rather than making you feel like you're isolated. So pick up the phone and ring someone. Yeah, completely normal to feel that way. And we're here for you, ladies and gentlemen. So reach out and connect with us. there. If this is your first time here at the Electricians Co-op, welcome. It's great to have you here. And if you're back for more, welcome back. Thank you for your loyalty. If you like what you hear on today's show, make sure you share this podcast with your mates who are electricians. Jamie and I want to reach as many people as we can with the Electricians Co-op. and We want to help more people to break through to the next level in their career, their business, and their life. Well, Jamie, I'm constantly in a process of planning. And I think the nature of what it is that I do from a project perspective and a service perspective just lends itself to constant project management. I've got, it doesn't matter how many projects come at me. I'm pretty selective on the clients that I work with. And I'm not really too affected by what's happening in the physical world in the real world. So this lockdown doesn't really affect my business too much because I'm not physically with people because anything that I do, I can deliver 
online. I'm lucky in that sense where this hasn't really affected me all that much. But I wanted to talk to you and maybe offer the audience some suggestions about making some plans. And I've got some pretty detailed planning processes that I go through and things that I've used over the years, which work incredibly well for people that are in a physical business like you. You need to be on site. You need to use your hands. You've got tools. You've got bits and pieces you need to install and pull out. What would you say about making a plan? Well, for me, and obviously our business is relying on face-to-face and we can't have face-to-face at the moment. So what I've sort of been planning on, okay, well, say this happens again, I want another source of income that allows me to make money without face-to-face. So I've, I've seen out, I'm passionate about saunas, as you know. I've got one at home and I, I've been doing it probably four to five times a week for close to two years now. So I sent a few emails out to some fit companies in Finland that supply saunas um, looking to become a representative for Australia for their sauna and be able to bring them into the country and on sell them. So um, I think it's important to sort of find a bit of a side hustle. And like they say, some of the most successful people or the successful people on most successful people on earth have multiple sources of income. So rather than purely relying on your electrical business, you know, look for something new. You know, if you type in on Google, um, side hustle or whatever it might be. There's so many opportunities out there, even if it's a couple hundred bucks a week. You know, you got to start somewhere, and it stimulates your mind. Stimulates your mind rather than purely thinking about electrical all the time. What yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a good idea. I, I actually, I actually explored that at the end of last year, and I, because I sit at my desk all day, and a lot of what I do in helping people to build things, I always find myself in Photoshop editing things. Um, so maybe there's something you don't know about me. I have a bit of a creative and artistic streak in in me, and I thought, what can I do with that? How can I? monetize that. And I came across Etsy and Etsy is like, uh, it's a, it's kind of like a version of eBay, if you like, but for people who make stuff at home. So arts and crafts, that's what it was originally for. But these days it's a bit more commercialized. And so I looked at how I could set up a print on demand business. So how can I create the designs that I've got one time and then keep selling them and do sell them in many different things. So I did a whole lot of designs and one of the really easy ways to actually get involved in print on demand is with mugs and cups and selling them. And I sold a whole bunch of them, which is really good. And then I kind of moved into uh, canvas wall art and it was a really fun experience to set up an e-commerce store. And it was really fun to get all the designs put together and, and drawn and uh, then just learning the whole process. And it must have taken me probably four four weeks in total on the front end to actually get everything lined up. And I wasn't doing it full-time, maybe 10 hours a week. But then once everything was ready to go, I bought some ads in Etsy and straight away I got some traction. Straight away I was selling, you know, you put Etsy is really uh, inexpensive to advertise on, you put 50 bucks in, puts a whole lot of traffic on there and make, you know, two sales and I've got like a hundred bucks. Yeah, right. And sometimes- So how do you make the cups? Uh, so, so print on demand business is I create the designs and it just goes back through a wholesaler and they print just one mug for you on demand or they print one canvas for you. So you on don't demand. see the canvas or the mugs? It's all drop shipped. Yeah, yeah. yeah the whole thing's drop shipped. And it's actually a really easy system to learn. I spent uh, about a thousand dollars on a course learning how to do that, but you can learn most of it on YouTube. If you go and just look at it on YouTube, I just wanted it all in one place. That's why I bought the course, but it was incredibly fun to do that. And that's the fun side of it has actually become a little source of revenue for me as well. If I tip in $300 worth of ads each week, it spits out a thousand dollars worth of sales. Wow. So, and I don't touch it. Yeah. I just, I look and, I, and because 
The way that it's set up is my credit card is plugged into the print-on-demand supplier. My detail, my credit card's plugged into Etsy, and all of the things are plugged in together via an API. So a customer comes, they make the selection of what they want, and that's what you have to learn, right? There's a bit of a learning curve. Hit the button, they go ahead and buy something for 200 bucks, and it goes straight to the print-on-demand company who, who's got my card. So I collect 200 bucks at Etsy. Over there at the print-on-demand place, I call, or they take maybe 90 bucks off my card and there's $110 profit. Thank you. Done. Mm. Next one. So it's a cute little business. It's a lot of fun. And what it's done is it just overlaid another source of revenue for me. And every week I look at my uh, the specific email I have for Etsy and I think, man, I should just what I should do is like stop what I'm doing or wasting all this time and spend some more time over there because yeah, it's yeah. actually making me some cash flow. And you know what? No matter what happens when you create a side hustle like that, it never goes away. And if you can create a side hustle and make a plan for yourself, to your point, Jamie, about creating another form of income and revenue that's not associated with being a Sparky or with that business, and you can do that from an online perspective, generally speaking, and I'm generalizing pretty heavily here, but the online space is not affected by the real world, mm. in, well, in, if anything. Well, that's what excites me, and it sort of made me realise the face-to-face thing with electrical is concerning. However, that's my bread and butter, and I love it and I enjoy it, and I'm sure it will bounce back to where it was, but it made me realise I really want to have another source of revenue, and I'm in cryptocurrency as well, so yeah. um, it's allowed me to sort of delve into that a little bit more and sort of do a little bit more research, and maybe the listeners out there, and that might be something you do, like learn to play the share market, whatever it might be. There's an opportunity now to learn that. So make the most of your your time and learn something new, an online course, family, whatever it might be. But um, there's opportunities everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no excuses and find something that doesn't take a lot of time. It might take you some time to learn it, but to your point, you got a bit of crypto. It's no real, no different to investing in the share market or the stock market, right? You, you got one eye on it. You look at it every now and then, but that's the, the, the hodl strategy is just to hold on to it. And if it looks like it's going to gonna race away, maybe I'll add to the position or if it looks like it's topped out, maybe I'll clear out a little bit of it and, and capitalize like that. So yeah, there's a bunch of things that you can get into that will really stimulate your mind and will be really fun for you as well. And in the event that this sort of doomsday scenario happens to you again, at least you're going to have another version of income that you're not dependent on you physically as a human being. Yeah, but you can save money as well. Like the other day, I went through my top 20 items that I buy from the wholesaler and I priced them up against a few other companies and I went back to the wholesaler that I want to use and said, can you match these prices? And may I save a shitload just from doing that, you know? And there are a lot of the things that we often say, I don't have time to do, but when you you know that when you do it, you're going to save a considerable amount of money worth doing and the same thing with insurances you know like i just pay my aim insurance don't even shop around now is an opportunity to go to other companies and go can i save a couple of bucks here or there can i package it all up and save some money you know yeah i think you're never going to get uh, wealthy trying to save money but i think to that equally <clears throat> important to that is what you shouldn't do is just go ah don't worry about it man that's good enough that's all right it's just 100 bucks because imagine how many times every week is ah it's just 100 bucks man just get it it adds up it definitely it definitely adds up and while we're not making money it's an opportunity to save a bit of money so you know write down your top 20 items that you buy from the wholesaler and price them up against a few different wholesalers and you know they're 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 working for us you know so they want our business so if you can get 2.5 cheaper at turks and go whatever you know price them up against each other and hopefully they can match it yeah absolutely that's a really really good tip there you've talked a little bit today about health and 
health is obviously a really big thing for you, Jamie. What about the people that are listening to this that have struggled with that a little bit? Would you have some feedback or some ideas for them to say, hey, you know, get your sorry ass out of bed before 9am in this two-week period and, and maybe try and get back on track? What would you say to somebody who had fallen off the wagon a bit? I think the, the most important thing is get up early. The early bird gets a worm, worm and what goes through my mind when I wake up at uh, in the fours is um, beat the sun, win the day. So as, as soon as you hit that snooze button, you've cheated yourself. So don't hit the snooze, don't hit the snooze button and just get straight out of bed and just go for a walk. It's yeah. as simple as that. Just get moving so that when you get to work, you're not rubbing sleep out of your eyes and yawning. You're fresh. You're already an hour ahead of somebody else. And, and like you mentioned before with what you do, Rob, you know, while you're walking, you might have an uh, – you know, like something playing in your ear, so you're learning at the same time as getting a bit of exercise and have a bit of a stretch, and it's a really good start to the day. I don't think there's any excuse not to get up and walk around the block because you're allowed to do that. Um, get on a bike. I've got the rower now, so I'll go do some rowing, do something, you know. Just get out of bed, mate. It's just as simple as that. And obviously then you've got to consider what the first thing is you put into your mouth yep. in the morning as well. And in your mind. In your mind, don't, yeah. yeah. In- do not uh, – I, I, I I don't do this, but I know a lot of people, the first thing they do is just start scrolling through Facebook and Instagram. The first thing they do is when they wake up in the morning. And the the, the reason why you don't do that is because you could see something negative on there or something, you know, that could affect the way you're feeling and that could put you in a really bad step for the rest of the day. So I think you, you create your day on your own terms, put something positive in your ears, go for a walk, come back fresh, have something good to eat a drink of water, have your vitamins or whatever and and get to work. Yeah, I love it, man. Sweat before screens every day of the week is kind of my rule. Sweat before screens, that's a good one. One one really fun tip that you can do, it it comes from Tom Bayou actually. Um, He says, when your alarm goes off, no more than 10 minutes. Get out of bed within 10 minutes of your alarm going off. And if the second, if you're going to set a second alarm, it has to be at 10 minutes and then you get up, right? So Mm. fair enough, if you don't want to get out of bed straight away, it's hard to do but no more than 10 minutes of lying there. And then what he says is straight away drinking some water, not drinking coffee, not drinking anything else. So bathroom, water, exercise, not checking your email, not looking at your social media, exercise, and then something positive in your brain, either while you're doing exercise or afterwards. And so that could be a meditation, that could be an audio book, that could be a podcast, something that you're interested in, something that's positive. And only then that's when you get to that point where, okay, I'm ready to start my day and get going with it. I had an experience the other day. I've had a bit of a, uh, I've had a bit of a dodgy Achilles and I set the alarm for 5.30. I got out of bed. I got dressed. Everything was okay. I taped up my foot. I was feel, actually feeling all right. And I went out the front. It was really cold and fresh, but that cold freshness was nice. And I walked down the hill and I thought to myself, man, my foot is just not right. And I turned around and I walked back up the hill and it took me like three times as long to walk up as it did to walk down because I got a busted foot. Anyway, I got back home um, and I thought to myself, it's now 6 a.m. What on earth uh, am I going to do at 6 a.m. in the morning? It's tempting to crawl back into bed and (laughs) cuddle up to the missus and maybe, you know, get a bit lucky over there. But I thought to myself, I'll... I'll have a uh, I'll have a quick shower because my foot was my foot was all right when I was not walking on it. Just I needed to rest it. Came back, had a little bit of food, had a cup of coffee, sit down at my desk and thinking, wow, ten o'clock rocked around in the morning, man, and I'd done an entire day's work by ten a.m. And I started, I don't know, must have been six thirty by the time I actually sat at my desk and started replying to emails and stuff. But I'd had the f- 
the f- even just one hour on the front half of my day, even though my day went a bit sideways there with a busted foot, I still felt like I was ready to begin. Like normally my morning workout is about 90 minutes and then half an hour on the other side of that to get myself ready for the day and I'm, I'm going. So I give myself a two-hour block on the front end of it. But that two-hour block, instead of being a full two hours, ended up being 45 minutes to 60 minutes. But I tell you what, man, I got so much done mm. in that day and it was just a really good feeling and it's very satisfying to to get ahead of everything and you're ahead of everything. You're ahead of the game. You're ahead of your day. You're ahead of the clients. You're ahead of your phone calls. just feels good. Mm. Yeah, well, I think it's important as well. Like if you've got a sore foot and for anyone out there listening that might have an injury, work around your injury. There's there's always something to do. Get on the bike, get on the rower. If your foot's sore, you know, get on the bike. If you got a sore knee, walk, whatever it might be, there's always a way to, you know, sort of get some exercise done. And for all the listeners out there, I've, I've mentioned this before, I've got an app called ThinkUp. Um, it's on Apple. If you type in Think Up on there, and it's an affirmation program where you can record your own affirmations. I'm just looking now. Um, I've, I've probably been doing it for probably three years, and I've listened to 177,371 affirmations in my own voice, which is a total of 23,019 minutes of listening to my own voice in affirmations. And I don't know whether it's working or not, but it can only be good for you. Can't be bad. And like they say, um, listening to affirmations in your own voice, the likelihood of them sinking in is four times rather than listening to an affirmation in somebody else's voice. Yeah, significant. It's better than listening to Channel 9 News at 7 o'clock in the morning. What do you reckon? Mate, one. I, I, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched the news in solid nine years, I reckon. I'm not joking. We haven't went over the TV, man. No TV <laughs> yeah, in this apartment. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah. If you like what you're hearing on today's show and you want to take it up a notch, then Jamie and I have got a premium version of the Electricians Co-op podcast. Over on the premium show, Jamie and I interview other electrical businesses and we find out what makes them tick. We've also, we also interview the people and the experts that will help you to grow your electrical business and help you to accelerate your career as an electrician. Come on over and check it out for free at theelectriciansco-op.com forward slash interviews. Well, Jamie, I really enjoy doing these uh, solo shows with you without a guest. I love the guests that come on, but I also like just riffing it up with you, man. It's always fun just to have a conversation and catch up with you and see what's on your mind and see how you're approaching things. And I'm, I have to say that today I'm, I'm heartened and very happy that uh, this COVID thing, this lockdown that you guys are experiencing in construction is not getting you down, man. That's that's good to hear. I'm happy my mate's not down about that. Uh, we'll see how you go in 10 days' time. You might be climbing up the walls, but let's see. So no, far, so I was, good. I was pacing the front yard the other day, and like I said to you um, before, I'm trying to film my promo video for myself. I usually got the videography doing it. So <laughs> I've been um, dressed in my work uniform with my tool belt, climbing up and down ladders with a tripod <laughs> at the front. My kids just look at me, yeah, you are an idiot. <laughs> yes, Dad, you are. Absolutely, I am. I'm just trying to make the most of my time, you know what I mean? Like it cost me, you know, a thousand bucks to do it, whereas I can save us a thousand 
am I doing it myself? Probably not as good or definitely not as good, but at least I'm trying, you know. I might learn a new skill. Yeah. Well, you never know. <laughs> Just don't fall off that ladder while you're oh, by yourself, God. man, whatever you're doing. Have you got anything else you want to kind of add to the show here? Because this is a little bit kind of unscheduled and a bit out of the ordinary from what we normal, normally do. We covered a lot of ground as we always do. Whatever you're watching or listening to, just make sure it's positive, particularly in these testing times. Turn off the news and turn on something alternative. Put on YouTube, motivation, whatever it might be you type in and get your missus and your kids on board as well. I want them listening. I want them learning at the same time as I'm learning. Um, and I always say to my kids, they're watching that Mr. Beast and all that crap that they watch on YouTube. I'm saying that for the last half hour before bed, I want you learning something new. And they're like, Dad, Dad, what can I learn? I'm like, well, the other day they asked me how the tides work. I'm like, I don't know how they bloody work. This thing in the sky <laughs> called the moon, yeah, man. I didn't, I, even know that. That I didn't even know that. <laughs> you didn't listen in so, high school, did you? Oh, mate, I wasn't. I was in La La Land. But yeah, <laughs> last night we're watching how the how the tides work. You know, so like if the kids can learn, we can learn. We should be learning every day as well. Pick up a book and a really good book to learn. Uh, sorry to read, which I've read a couple of times or a few times now, is Thinking Grow Rich. You can order it online. It's I think it's the most successful self-help book of all time. time, It was written in 1946 or 36 or something like that um, by Napoleon Hill. So it's a really good reference book and read it and I reckon you'll you'll have it on your bedside table for the rest of your life because it's a really good reference book. Yeah, absolutely. It's I love your optimism and I love the the positive energy. I'm going to leave with a I'm going to close out with a book reference as well as you mentioned thinking grow rich. One that I think uh, ladies and gentlemen of the the audience and the, and the listeners here would really like is a book by a fellow named Tim Grover and the book is called Relentless. And Tim Grover was Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant's coach. And he gives you a couple of different archetypes inside of that book as it relates to champion basketball players. Even if you're not into basketball or anything like that, this book will still be of really, it'll be really useful for you. And he gives you three different archetypes of people. One is a cooler, one is a closer, and one is a cleaner. And Michael Jordan is a cleaner. And what he talks about is like he he rocks up to training in these three-piece suits, you know, these tailored suits. His car is immaculate. His house is immaculate. Everything that he does is just first class, man. And he does it to the best of his ability at every moment that he tries to do it. And there's a big difference between a champion and somebody who's just like kind of mediocre. And that book, Relentless, does a really good job of describing you as a human being. Because right at the very start of the book, he kind of gives you the descriptions of those different archetypes. Are you a cooler, a closer, or a cleaner? And you know, I'm a cleaner, man. You know, I'm, I'm one of those. I'm, I'm like Michael Jordan. I'm that. And I'm just like, no, nah, man. Actually, no. I'm, I have some traits of that. And some of those, some of the things that I do in my life are the way that a professional athlete behaves. But there's a lot of things that I have to reassess and re-look at that makes me look like a really lazy, fat slob and I shouldn't be behaving like that. And it does a good job of forcing you to look inside of yourself to help you to understand how to behave in a different way to get a much better result out of your life. So I encourage the listeners to go and check that out. It's called Relentless and the author is Tim Grover. And I'll put a link in the show notes to the audio book so you can check that one out because I know you like that. And I'll link the Think and Grow Rich book as well. Jamie, if people want to connect with you, mate, what's the best way? Facebook or at 
Pro Image Electrical on Instagram is the best. What about you, Rob? At the Electricians Co-op on Instagram, or you can join us in the community at theelectriciansco-op.com forward slash free. And that link again is right in the show notes. That's a community of electricians, a little bit like a social media network for Sparkies without all of the noise and all of the distraction over there. So come on over and join us there. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. There's nothing to buy over there. Just a community of like-minded people all tracking in the same direction. Mate, have we closed out the show? What have you got? What a parting uh, comment here or quote. It's fall in love with taking care of yourself. Yeah, I love it. I think it's so, so important. I think you've really got to enjoy doing that and you'll see those little one percenters, the improvements every single day and fast forward 364 of how many days in a year? Yeah, about that many. 364 or something like that. Um, the result's going to be significant. Hugely. And not just physically. I think you've got to fall in love with taking care of yourself emotionally, yep. spiritually and physically as well. And that might sound a little bit woo-woo to the blokey electricians co-op podcast, but <laughs> you're not a one-dimensional human being. There's many dimensions to you, so make sure you look after yourself. All right, Jamie, good show, man. Let's get right, out of here. Good on you, Rob. Thanks, mate. See you, mate. See you, listeners. You stare into my eyes and it makes you wonder Is she the one I'll take home? I stare right back at yours and it makes me wonder Why is he here all I'm my-
night, baby, but I think maybe you reconsider When I pull up in that brand new thing with the iced out chain and the new chinchilla And you ain't for the heart when you walked on the floor, you a rude gal, Batman killer But you ain't never did with the boys in the band, with the bands in the box like Dilla Love it when you heal up, will up, bring it back, come rewind Time to have your X-Men back on your line But I'm a real player, never act like you're mine Leave you disappointed, you gon' act like you're fine And I see it all the time, so it's best I let my one dance go to the next man Cause I ain't even gotta be your man, bitch I can still leave here as the best man, yes ma'am Yeah, you can talk to me, boy, and you can move in up close But that's as far as it goes I'm not your baby, I'm not your baby 